What's up, people? It is Dave. It's your man, Duncan. Back from Metal Epidemic for another round of album reviews. And kicking off, we have the new album from Boston-based death rockers, Final Gasp. The band's new album, Morning Moon, will be released on September 22nd via Relapse Records. So, <laughs> we do like Relapse. We have got a wee, a wee soft like Absolutely destroying 2023 at the moment <laughs> with apparent ease. Mm. We're just like, so I want another album. <laughs> yeah, leveling up. Um, this is the debut album from Final Gasp. A harrowing journey through all things hardcore, metal and goth. Morning Moon drags the listener through 12 thrilling tracks. Morning Moon proves to be one of the most inventive journeys this side of the genre in recent times. Now Final Gasp are ready to emerge from the underground and step into the forefront of extreme music's new guard. Final Gasp, was record, uh, Final Gasp recorded Morning Moon in Philadelphia with famed producer Arthur Risk. Risky business, Dave. <laughs> It's risky business recording with that guy. It really is. Um, its foundation was built by the band's two previous EPs, 2019's Baptism of Desire and 2021's Haunting Whisper. Every song was written with nothing but a natural feeling for what felt right, uh, says vocalist Jacob Murphy. Um, there's tons of different influences, but we're not really thinking about other bands. We feel like we've tapped into something that's our own. Um, so, uh, yeah, it wasn't until I was like, listening to the album when I was reading back through like the, the press release and stuff, like these guys just started putting stuff out in 2019. Yeah, yeah, they're a relatively young band. Yeah. This, Which it, is mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah, this, they sound like a band that have been going much, much longer. Um, mm. this, this doesn't feel like a, like a debut album at all. Um, so we were, we were looking forward to this one. We did uh, a reaction back back when, whenever, um, to one of the singles um, not that long ago, a while ago, can't remember now. It's all just a blur, really. Um, it was decided... within the last month. Was it? Yeah. Oh my God. Yes, okay. believe um... it or not. That time is a flat circle, Dave. <laughs> Apparently what so. has been will be again. Yes. Uh, so we were um, extremely um, excited to hear the new release from Final Gasp, especially it being on one of Duncan's favourite labels of... 2023 yeah uh, relapse records um so what did we make of this debut what did you think of morning moon so you tickled my fancy dave oh, on this one no. a while ago now like when um the title track had been released and you sent oh, yeah. me the music video mm. via whatsapp because we use modern technology <laughs> and um in your message you basically said have a listen to this See what you think. And I was like, all right, cool. I was listening. I was like, that's fucking awesome. Mm. And you want that? Take a guess who uh, <laughs> who produced it. <laughs> and I, I was like, I didn't realize there was a quiz at the end of this, so <laughs> listen to it again. Um, and I don't know what made me like aim right there. I was like, Arthur Risk by any chance? You were like, bingo, bingo, bingo. <laughs> now, the reason it was quite an, an interesting that like, he's been a very busy producer of late. Yeah releasing stuff that is a very unique sound, mm -hmm. but none of his stuff sounds alike. Yeah. He's definitely got his 
he's definitely got his um his vibe rooted in the 80s and I kind of love it because of that mm. but it's all different shades of the 80s whether it's kind of more kind of power prescient sort of thrash metal or if you've listened to Poison Ruin this year which is an album which still appears to divide people on the production that kind of almost I found a tape in the bottom of my my drawer kind of like old kind of fuzzy cassette sort of sound Um, and in the case of Final Gasp like something that is so deeply steeped in kind of new wave 80s punk Um, so two punk albums this year by this guy see they they didn't mention punk in their statement and I think punk is at the backbone of a lot of this but I can kind of see why there may be the the influences on the metal is definitely on the guitars, but it's like punk beats all the way through this, and vocally yeah. it's very punk. But mm. um, so he's, he's he's tapped into something else. My concern was that we have a we have already seen some bands who have kind of reinvented this sound mm. of late. The big one being our man Kvost and his uh, his. Uh, Nerd Wells um, and and Beast Milk, aka Great Pleasures, it really kind of put the kind of what would happen if Echo and the Bunny Men released a punk album. But today, mm. um, the that already exists, and there have been yeah. bands who have copied that formula, and there's been a wave of interest in it. And listening to Morning Moon, I was getting loads of that. I was getting loads of kind of. Uh, Killing Joke, um, Bits Echo with the Bunny Men, you know, yeah. like a, a tiny little, a little smidge of kind of non electronic and slightly darker Depeche mode. Mm. Like it was all in there. But then Climax Infinity, the second track, which is the opener of this one, came out and it was snarly and it was punky and it was in your face. And I genuinely at that point was like, well, fucking all bets are off. We'll, we'll see how this plays out on the album. Is it going to be a case of it's a half and half or what's mm. going on? And I'm pleased to say that Final Gasp have released an album which just continues to enthrall the more you listen to it. They have a sound. They very much have a sound. Yeah. But the versatility in that sound between pitch harmonic squealy guitar parts that, that are very almost Slayer-esque in parts... <laughs> Right through to that kind of new wave, kind of kind of punky new romantic side, mm-hmm. uh, like a more aggro, like Sisters of Mercy or something. Like it's, it's all in there, but it's delivered with the metal punk ferocity of a band who are clearly hungry. Yeah. And as a result of that, this album doesn't really have any any lulls at all, but it has a ton of mood and atmosphere. Mm. And that's all delivered mostly by the composition as opposed to any like studio trickery. Yeah. Like you come off a uh, Climax Infinity, which is this big snarly punky track, which is lots of energy and kind of lots of thrust and, and incredible kind of reverby vocals, kind of like recorded in a, a giant hall sort of sounding vocals. Mm. Um, and you come out of that with all this kind of kind of pent up like energy write the track to Homebound, which really just like instantly slams the brakes on for this big, ostentatious sort of synthy intro, which, I mean, instantly gets me 
fucking solid, Dave. <laughs> and I was like, yes, this is what we need. Mm. It's like kind of an authentic 80s synth. One, similar to how kind of Poison Ruin uses synth work on their stuff, except yeah. where they're going for a kind of... Imagine what would happen if Medieval Knights had synthesizers, which yeah. is still the band I want to create. Or... <laughs> the movie that I want to shoot um, in the case of this one you've got this all this atmosphere Homebound actually sounds like an opener this could yeah. be the opening track of the album I think it was the first I, single they released I love the fact that Climax Infinity is the first track though because mm. I think if you were to come out of Homebound and into something much snarlier and up pace I think the the disparate nature of the gulf between those two sounds mm. might be like, oh, right, oh, this is a bit jarring. I love the fact that they they start off with something kind of punky and metally and then bring in some atmosphere and then bring in some punky pace. Mm. Homebound is an absolute fucking banger. Like, yeah. it's great. Vocals, I love that like, he's got snarl in his vocal tone, but there's all those moments where she's like, hey! you like this like and you get the space and the revit and it just it's fucking glorious mm. this band is tight as fuck mm. like this is like smiley face tight like like everything's in sync you've got chuggy guitars you know like triple pick well not triple picking but chuggy picking um everything's like just synced right in plenty of rhythm pre- plenty of speed and the production anyone that was complaining about the old risky business production on Poison Ruin not having clarity one you're fucking wrong uh, but on this one I kind of love how prominent the vocals are the vocals sit very very much at the front of the production here yeah. but not to the detriment of anything else and his vocal tone is so clear that you make out every lyric, every yeah. like, every nuance, every note that he hits, and like you put that it transfers its, itself through. <clears throat> um, it's what's interesting about this is the the utilize something that would generally annoy me, but it doesn't on this one. You go through botch ritual, which is a kind of slows things down. It's kind of like lots of kind of kind of. Tommy worked like huge fucking chorus, lots of like rattling fucking animal drum fill-ins and shit like that. And then it Frozen Glare where things once again are kind of more restrained and held down. But Frozen Glare like closes on like a sound that kind of fades out and then goes into the track C's, which is essentially it's an instrumental, but it's not a song per se. Mm. It's more like how Tool would use synth sims on anima. Mm. Uh, it's like weird like kind of loops and effects and all the rest that's track five and the album has not been long thus far generally i hate that shit i'm <laughs> like that you're just like put that later in the album break things up really fucking works because blood and sulfur is the next track which is arguably the heaviest track on this one mm. it's just a big snarly bastard uh, like there's no Oh, there's no give on this one at all. I just go straight for the jugular. It's nice and short as well. It's it's under two minutes. Gets in, gets out, and then you get Morning Moon, which is the the kind of the single that we first heard back whenever. Also the title track, and it's the one where we, we go full echo, and the yeah. Bunny Men. Yeah, and um, I love it. I love that era of music anyway, and yeah. I love bands that are not using it as a gimmick, but actually 
love that era and utilize it. That's why I love Beast Milk and Grey Pleasures as much. Yeah. So it kicks in. It's a fucking awesome track. Like, really, really, really good. The music video as well, and I would suggest you check out some of the music videos. Mm. They do a combination of live footage, but Morning Moon has this kind of almost kind of 1920s German expressionistic horror approach to it. Like, it's not too far away from you would see something either from, like, the cabinet of Dr. Caligari or even to to a kind of stretch. Um, There's a weird Danish director called um, Carl Dreyer, and he did a movie called Vampire. Mm. And that's just all fucking weird, like strange shots and like <laughs> like fucking shadows and shit in the sea mm. and it, it like totally fits in with that Morning a great track but once it, it's kind of just after the halfway mark yeah and what I loved about this is the album kind of loops itself smartly so you come out of Blood and Sulfur which closes it with a bang Morning Moon is kind of doing what Homebim's doing it's mm. kind of like lengthening back out and then we get right down to business and that's this is where the the kind of snarly metally stuff comes out Unnatural Law is just a straight up thrash track. Mm. I I fucking love it. Sim's great. The guitar work on this you can't you cannot understate how great it is. Yeah, it's like it's doing kind of punky chords and all the rest, but it's all the it's all the pinch squeals and all the the cool things and the little hooky bits they do just make it of that time. Yeah. That's what guitars were doing in the eighties. You know, they do it less nowadays, but in the eighties it was all like pointing at people and. <laughs> Tweaking a string and we winking and nod and we we uh, nudge back to the dressing room afterwards. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was all, all a bit of that. Um, but yeah, unnatural law just comes in like a ten-ton hammer, son. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, then we go into fourteen gates, slows things down again. Uh, once again, great fucking track. Loads of atmosphere, loads of personality, loads of goth. Um, mm. This album's goth as fuck, and I fucking love it. Um, it's just so confident. Mm. You know, I'm really, really, really confident. Temptation reminds me the next track, which is the third to last track. Um, kind of like when I first saw it come up, I was like, if they cover Temptation, <laughs> all fucking bets they don't cover Temptation, right? Um, Temptation is like once again a kind of more a kind of punky metal hardcore track you know mm. what I mean it's it has that kind of clean kind of guitar sound but it's all like shun shun jun 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 like it's big fucking chunky pitch squealy things and all this don't know what the technique is so I'm just going to call it pinch squealy things <laughs> um, it's a great fucking song once again bathed in atmosphere and uh, it just lands lands for me and then the album decides like we've got two tracks left to do let's add something that we've maybe not necessarily done and the vanishing's the first one of that where things just slow right down mm. and it's just like a big buildy up track it's like it's conscious effort is to build up to Rose of Heaven which is the closer and it does it really really well it takes its time it's, I think it is the longest track on the album I think it comes in about the four minute mark and it's the one where they just like get in there like a bit, I can imagine it live just like like slow head banging here fucking everywhere um, vocally, he's kind of doing the Neil Fallon thing, not as in like singing, like, hey, let me tell you, not like that, but it feels very preachy, it feels mm. from the pulpit. Yeah. Um, and then the album swings into Rose of Heaven, which is like a good old fashioned 80s closer. It's like, like it's got that kind of stompy kind of vibe about it. 
and this album finishes fucking strong, man. And I got to the end of it, and I I, I don't know if it's what I expected I was going to get. If I'm honest, I think mm. what I expected was a lot of of Morning Moon. Essentially, mm. I expected a lot because that's kind of how my brain's been trained before. With bands use that as an influence in there, that is the predominant feature in their music. And Final Gasp are actually so much more smarter than that. Instead of making it the kind of the kind of fulcrum central point of what their sound is actually like, it isn't really. But it is at the same time. If you go hunting for it in the songs, it's full of kind of that eighties goth punk attitude, mm. and it's it's a wash with it and the chords they choose and the vocal delivery they have and the production overall. But there's there's a whole lot more bite in here and precision in the songwriting. I mean, they've got two EPs under their belt. They've not been around all that long. But what surprised me most was how assured this album sims front to back. Mm. It, like the songs are very, very well placed. Even the inclusion of a kind of needless instrumental track did not like impact at all the listen for me. And if anything, on subsequent listens, I've kind of taken that bit for right. Shit's about to kick off. You yeah. know, like that moment where you're like. Well, you, you take a deep breath in. Like the first time you like, anytime you listen to Flying Wheels by Gojira, and you have that two minute intro just to settle yourself because you know you're going to be headbanging for seven minutes after it. <laughs> um, it's kind of that way. I think it's really, really well placed. I love their style. Mm. I think there's a lot of bands that are kind of trying to capture this. I don't know how many are successfully capturing it as quick as Final Gaspar and also carving out their own personality and sound. Um, Relapse Records are such an interesting record label at the moment. Like genuinely, if you look at it, this year they kicked off the year with obituary. Like you know, what <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. out the door with like kind of classic death metal, mm. and they've released two very, very, very different kind of punk sounding albums here, mm. and then shitloads in between that just gets my nipples hard. Um, mm. I think whoever it is that is kind of in charge of acquiring music at the moment is definitely making a conscious effort to try and make the label's roster as different as possible. Um, I'm wearing, like, a King Woman t-shirt. Like, I forget that like, King Woman's on relapse. You know mm. what I mean? Like, they have a roster of, like, some of the best doom and sludge, some of the best death metal, some of the, the weirdest kind of avant-garde, kind of proggy, weird electronic y matty shit out there. Mm. But they also have delivered in one Poison Rune and two Final Gasp, I think two absolute standout punk releases this year mm. um, that are different from the norm. When you see punk, it's not what you're thinking, it's something else. And Final Gasp are just a delight to listen to. I I I love it. Arthur Risk as well, I cannot stress that he's he's creeping up, man. <laughs> Like, there are so many producers just now that are, that are, it's not just doing their own thing, but are really, it's like when we were back in the day and you could tell a Ross Robinson album, you could tell a fucking Rick Rubin album, yeah. and then there was a time period where you, like, it was just a sea of names and you wouldn't know any of them, mm. and I think there's a kind of push nowadays, or whether it's conscious or not, that producers are really starting to put their stamp with the band as mm. opposed to putting the stamp with what they think yeah. their style is. 
and they've become very versatile. The the production on this is fucking chef's kiss good. I, mm. I absolutely love it. If ever there was a production that marries up with a band's sound. But first and foremost, this is an album of great fucking tracks. It, it flows really, really well. I, I love the authenticity of it. I love the playing. Like the like the guitar stuff is is all the tracks all have their own feel. None of them sound alike. Yes, they're same techniques and similar chords, but none of them sound alike. And vocally this is on fucking fire. I love the guy's vocals. And then like the drumming, which is and I I I think he's almost an unsung hero here. Like I love it. I think mm. it it fits things. There's flurries, there's loads of shit. This was more than what I thought I was going to get. Mm. from from final gasp and i mean that in the best possible way right. had they given me an album just full of morning moons i would have been really happy with that but the fact that the album has so much more and they're not just a one-trick pony is is the thing that makes me like genuinely want to keep coming back and listen to it i've listened to this a lot in the mm. last week um and i've not tired at all of it so i can see me just continuing on that train for quite some time so yeah i i think this is absolutely fucking great from a band that we didn't know anything about fucking four months ago nice. there you go nice what about you fickle dave that's what they call you on the street here he comes fickle uh, dave he's fickle uh, opinions <laughs> coming to fix things up um yeah i agree with a lot of that um i i actually had listened to the the two eps that they'd put out um before before this release um so i did give them a quick listen um, before checking out the album, um, and although like the core sound is still very much there, um, their sound has become even more refined, even in that very short space of time. Um, the EPs were maybe a, a touch more aggressive, with um, you know still there's still a bit of a hook in there, but not nearly as much as they have on on this release. Um, I I don't think I was quite as surprised as you with this one. Um, I <laughs> I think. Like if if you've heard the singles, like they put out four singles. Um, yeah, I'd heard two. So yeah, well, I'd, I'd, I'd heard all the singles. So I think if there's a very very good chance if you like the singles, you're probably going to enjoy the rest of this release. Um, each single they put out all had something different about them, so I knew we we're going to get a bit of a bit of a mixture on this. Um, you know, either in the the tempo or the intensity, or you know, some tracks had more of a hook. Um, and I feel like the album kind of kind of fleshes out those ideas even more. Um, giving you more sides to their sound, um, it's quite a it's quite a fairly kind of dark and gloomy kind of thirty seven odd minutes, um, with as you said that big eighties goth streak kind of dripping from the the guitars and synths, um, and that runs all the way through it, um, and it, it kind of ties the whole album together. Um, I think you know it's, it's difficult not to go oh killing joke or oh echoing the bunny men that yeah. that's going to happen um there are similarities that you'll hear straight away um but i do also think that there is something in this and, and the way it's been kind of crafted and blended that does give off um a kind of aroma of its own um and i think that's down to, to the each each individual band member style and, and personality mm -hmm. coming together as one on the album um i think they all have something they do really well or a unique um, attribute in their playing that makes it sound like Final Gasp. Um, the, the the triple guitar attack, that's right, there's three <laughs> guitarists on this, uh, Alex, James, and Peter. Uh, I think that it's is... a distant amount of guitars. It is. It is. Um, I think that in itself is quite a, you know, a unique thing and a, and a clear difference this band has over others. Um, and I think they do put that to good use. Um, I, I love the way 
Um, even small things, the way they kind of panned the guitar so you could hear all yeah. three individual styles coming through, um, especially on tracks like uh, Frozen Glare, where you can hear them all coming in at separate times. Mm. Um, there's also times where they use different tones and different effects, um, which you know gives the track some really cool layers. Um, and I think as a listener, I think there's a lot of uh, reward in the, the re-listens when you start to pick out a lot of that stuff. It's um, kind of lost art, isn't it? A little yeah. bit. Like when you think about it, like, and I think, it, and I think, as a product of our time now, like, it's very yeah. easy for two guitarists in a band or a band that has two guitarists to go at that. Right, you've got your setup, I've got my setup, <laughs> yeah. but we're going to use the same effects pedal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so essentially, you're you might as well just double the guitar up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like for, for all, but in the eighties, you didn't have that. People were sponsored by different things. They had their own yeah. setups, and as a result, they were they played their own amps. You know, like yeah. is that sort of thing. So you got uniquely different tones from the guitars. Yeah. That's kind of what makes them interesting. Absolutely, yeah. Um, same with the, the the bass work as well. There's there's a lot of cool little flurries uh, from Sean Rose, um, and they do that very cleverly where they they pull back on the guitars, let them drop out a little bit, and the bass takes more of a, a focal point in places. Um, for me, from going from the EPs to the album, I felt like vocally is where that there's a huge difference from from the the first two EPs to the to the album. I think Jacob Murphy has definitely come into his own um, for sure. Um, his his style on the EP was. It's a little wilder in places um, where um, on Morning Moon, he's, he's settled into it a bit more. Um, his tone has a bit more personality and he sounds much more confident in his delivery. Um, he's got the aggression still on this when he needs it um, to kind of drive the tracks. You know, tracks like Blood and Sulphur, you know, the, he really pushes them forward, his vocal uh, delivery, um, where, it, you know, he, he almost touches on something more kind of blackened in places as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also has this really cool, gloomy melody that you can't, help but be kind of hypnotized by um, and I felt like it was in those moments where the the album really kind of comes alive I think the title track for me is just a fantastic moment on the album like yeah. I, I loved it when I heard it as a single um, and for me that that kind of hears Jacob deliver one of his most kind of controlled but best melodies on the release it's super catchy um, and as you said the video was awesome as well I was watching the video today actually um, but he still has these really cool aggressive moments on the album as well where you let out these little kind of kind of deathier growls um, now and again so plenty um to like texturally um on the vocal front on this album um th- this production couldn't be any more suited to the band sound like arthur <laughs> risk um we've said it before like he's a, he's a talented son of a bitch um he's got a, a real gift when it comes to adding character and, and making something feel like it was made in a completely different era um yeah. even even the heavier stuff he's done like if you listen to stuff he's done with uh, jabalba and stuff like that i mean again that's it's got his own kind of original kind of sound as well um here he's he's managed to capture that kind of like energy of a band in a room but that room is fucking massive <laughs> and you know the the mics have just like yeah. soaked up all this echoey goodness um and it's like it's, it's maybe it's not as heavy, but it kind of it put me in the same um, headspace as like um, a loner by Hangman's Chair, which came out yes last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, just the kind of size and the kind of atmosphere of it, I, I loved that. I thought the production was fantastic. Um, yeah, I think this is it's a very solid debut album from Final Gasp. Um, I don't think every track is is a home run for me. I think there was a there was a couple of tracks here and there I felt maybe weren't quite as memorable as others or the woman missing just a, a final piece 
Um, but for the most part, a very easy album to stick on and just kind of enjoy the ride. Um, it did kind of do you know, what it says on the tin for me, I, but I think it's, it's varied enough throughout that it doesn't feel like they're just kind of rehashing the same ideas. Um, and when they nail all the elements on one track, it's fantastic. Um, I think going forward, if they can do that throughout an entire album, it's going to be gold for me. But um, as, as this kind of debut goes, very enjoyable, very solid record for me. Um, Scores-wise, what are you thinking for Morning Moon? Oh, it's a 4.5 for me. I think this is nice. absolutely fucking great. I think there's room to grow for sure. Yeah. It's like yourself, I think when it all clicks together, it's, it's difficult to not just smile when you hear yeah. it's called this fucking bitching. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, they're on the right record label. Relapse, oh, yeah. Relapse have the power to push these guys and get them out there and hopefully get them over here. And I would, I would fucking love to see these guys live and i don't care if it's in a fucking sweaty basement venue <laughs> or it's as it was with poison rune the upstairs attic of a bar i don't know like it's the weirdest fucking venue ever but yeah i, I want to see this live um yeah i'm chuffed for them i think this is fucking great after risk we need to hunt them down and get them on here for an interview but yeah this is it, yep. this is it's such an assured, confident release that, yeah. like you say, like coming into it, the fact of being around for a couple of years kind of hurts my brain. <laughs> yeah. it feels it just feels so realised, mm. and um, I hope that they get a bit of traction because they fucking earned it, man. Definitely, yeah, absolutely nice. Um, I'm a four out of five on this one. Um, nice. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's yeah. I have to agree. It's very confident for a debut album. Um, the the quality they've they've knocked out on this album is really really impressive, um, and yeah, Arthur Risk, uh, another fantastic production job from him. Um, I just I love the the character and personality that he puts into his albums. The sound is just incredible on this one. Uh, so yeah, four out of five for me. Um, that's the new album from Final Gasp. It's out on September twenty second on Relapse Records. Links below. Check out the band. There's a pre order link down there as well. You can check out on Bandcamp. Let us know what you think. Have a listen. There's four singles out. Give them a listen. Stick some comments in below. That is the review. Thank you for checking it out. We'll be back with another review very soon. But until then, take care. Speak to you soon. Bye, everyone.